Welcome to Cancelled. We're back uh, with maybe my new favorite fucking television show. I forget how much I really love this. It's so good. Uh, Michael Folk is here, and we're watching Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. Michael Folk, how you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Yeah? Yeah. Um... Giant bombs falling out the sky, not included. Yeah, I was like, I don't know, all things considered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. this, like, I made, like, a list of the shit-ass things going on in the world, both large and personal. Right. And I was like, you know what? If you get out of bed, you're a fucking amazing. You're doing okay. You're yeah, yeah, so yeah, cool. Yeah, and if you got to yeah, stay in bed, totally understandable. Do you. Self-care. <laughs> Self-care is important. It's, uh, but I'm happy to be here. Word. And I was, you know, um, Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. was some solid self-care this past two weeks. I gotta tell you, I am into this show. So uh, good. Um, let's just jump right into it, because uh, I've been dying to talk about it, because no one else is watching this show. <laughs> um... No one's watching the show from. Oddly enough, no one's watching the show from '93 <laughs> that didn't really have a fan base to begin with. Uh, um, episode three. So first things first. Uh, thanks to some research on Michael Folk's behalf, uh, we found out that the order of the uh, series that we had was not the accurate order for the show. Just slightly. Just very slightly. Um, on the Wikipedia page, it does list like the correct order with whatever. So we were very close. Uh, we just had a shift. So basically, we should not have watched uh, Socrates' sister. I yeah, think was the name of the episode. That should have been the fifth episode mm-hmm. or the sixth episode. So today we're covering. Episode... So we're we're covering episodes three, four, and five. Yes, uh, and that will catch us up to where we should have been. Yes. So today we are doing. Uh, the Orb Scholar, No Man's Land, and Briscoe in Jalisco. Um, let's go ahead and start with the Orb Scholar. Makes so much more sense for this to be the next episode. So much more sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it really, because it's, it's a mythology episode. Yeah, And it really, sure. like, expounds upon what the fuck is going on in this world and sets more of the tone. And the t- yeah, and it, it, we get a little bit more about the Orb. Uh, Bly is back. It's like, it really follows up on the pilot. Uh, in a way that I think is clearly what was intended, and makes <laughs> and also just makes so much more sense. Yeah, it definitely like made. I was like, okay, the show because like, at first I was like, the show is good, and then I watched this episode specifically, and I was like, oh, this show is really good. <laughs> I love this episode. It's it's super solid. Um, <laughs> unfortunately. Right from jump, they say Cooley again, and it made me very uncomfortable. Like in like voiceover narration says Cooley. Yeah, and I think they're doing like the recap. They were doing and the they recap like, of the previous s- week, and they're yeah. like five Cooleys found it. I was like, ooh. And when someone five in- Chinese Cooleys, you say. know, someone was like, hey, 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 no, this is the line. This <laughs> is the line that needs to be in there. And they were like, I don't know, Tom. Yeah, yeah. and they're like, no, no, put it in. And then you can tell that they got in trouble because it has not shown back up since <laughs> the end of the of Cooley talk. In the note, I do want to note this real quick, quick in the recap, and I didn't think about it in the pilot. Why does the orb float? Everyone considers it, like, or, like, treats it like it's super heavy. Right. And then that shit floats down the river. And I know it's some <laughs> alien technology. It's very true, I think, because it's made out of styrofoam and painted gold. Uh, <laughs> which is probably why it floats. In my continued research, there were two orbs. There's one that is made out of styrofoam, mm-hmm. and there is one that is was actually made out of, like, iron. And no one wanted to handle the iron, iron one. Right, because it's got to be heavy as fuck. It was, like, 150 pounds. It had to be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That thing's huge. Um, yeah, so there was actually there were two versions of the orb. Uh, that makes sense. Because also, there's no way someone's... Because, like, in the, in the pilot, he throws the orb at, at uh, 
the big Rick or whatever his name yeah. is, uh, Big Smith. And you're not throwing a fucking iron ball at somebody. Like, no, I, mean, I don't care how strong. Unless you're the Rock. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's, I fuck. I just love it. I just love this show. Uh, there's also something weird about this show where it feels expensive, even though you know it probably wasn't. But it's like it's all costumes and sets, and then also not sets. Then it's also like location shooting. It's like. Everything that would cost money is involved with this show. Yeah, because I think that, so. The, apparently, they filmed this on. Um, it was one of the last Western lots. It was, it was the last show to be shot on the Warner Brothers Western lot. Yes, and then I think I think the location stuff was shot in Texas, mm-hmm. right? I think so. Yeah, and so but that's that's nuts that like these Western lots like think that they. Got so much action. Like yeah. at one point in time, like in the sixties and seventies, oh sure, there was like the busiest lot in the fucking yeah on the, on the whole lot. West, <laughs> you know westerns yeah. were basically what Marvel movies is now. Sure, like yeah, it's like yeah, you yeah. got to do a western, absolutely. And that's that's weird to think about because like what we get one western every three or four, four years, years now. Yeah, 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 it definitely died. Um, there's a great bit in the beginning uh, when he goes to. Uh, he goes to uh, Socrates' office. Mm. Um, Who is Mr. Smithers? I'm realizing is, he's absolutely Smithers. I was like, oh, okay, I get it. Yeah, 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 he's definitely Smithers. I don't know. He doesn't really have a crush yet on Briscoe, but there is sort of a like, like a like a man crush in the way of like, oh, he like this guy's so great kind of a way. Even though yeah. he's like frustrated with him, there is a little bit of like, oh, you could let me guess. This is another thing you mastered at Harvard or whatever. Like he just has this. A thought of 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 Briscoe is like yeah. this unfailing. He's got his like his like uh, his metaphorical dick in his mouth. <laughs> he's just like mom, mom, Harvard. But they're playing. Go- he's like he's putting in his office, and he's like blown away. He's like he's just gotten into this new game golf, and he loves it so much. And uh, Briscoe's like, I'm suspect of any sport you can play in a suit or whatever. But then he goes, oh, let me take a whack at that one. Uh, and he's like, oh, let me guess this. you bastard, this is Harvard as well. He's like, oh, no, I'm not at all. And he just, like, launches a golf ball through the, <laughs> the window. There is a gunshot sound effect when he hits the golf ball that cracked me up. And this pew, when he hits it, and I fucking, I, it, the, there is something really wholesome about this show in a weird way. Sure. Where, like, a lot of the comedy doesn't necessarily come from, like, making fun of somebody or, like, somebody being whatever. A lot of the comedy is just, like, goofiness. Yeah, and there's some great Foley work. Sure. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Has some really good stuff. Um, I love that, like, yeah, I love the golf discovery. um, Because, like, it's just, like, it's such a weird thing that, like, to pitch into the episode. Just, like, "Ah, how about we haven't played golf, but no one's heard of golf yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, that's, uh, like, a running gag on this show is... Uh, they're always at, like, the cusp of new things. Yeah, like with the diving bell. The diving uh, yeah. bell. There's a tank in one of these coming up episodes. There's a handful of things where it's like, oh, you're going to have to patent that or whatever. You know, like that kind of gag. Yeah. A, so he basically the premise of this episode is that um, uh, 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 Briscoe has a lead on the location of Blythe from a guy named Donovan Joe, which mm-hmm. is a terrible name. <laughs> Donovan Joe? That's just weird. Uh, who he knew from his youth. He, they were both working for Briscoe's father. Yes. Uh, they were going to hunt down this gang, the Swill Brothers. No, that's the, is that the next episode? No, this is Donovan Joe is this episode, right? Yeah, this is... So like, the Swill Brothers show up again in the Tank episode. 
I don't think it's the same brothers. Or maybe it is. It's the Swill brothers because they talk about it in this episode. Or maybe they don't talk about it in this episode. I think so, some of them. Donovan Joe, yeah. they were supposed to go hunt down this gang. And it's definitely the Swill brothers because they talk about how he got shot. Okay. Uh, so they're supposed to. He's got a lead. Uh, this guy named Donovan Joe knows where fucking Bly uh, is. is. So he's going to go hunt him down. Uh, he goes to the town where that is. On the way, he sees this uh, older scientist guy. Which we find out he's a scientist getting like robbed at gunpoint. He steps in. I fucking love this scene because he shows up and uh, the horse. I love Comet so much. He's like as they're walking, like he's riding the horse, and he's like he sees the two guys robbing the the, the old guy, and he goes. He says to Comet, "I got the one on the left," and it's like oh, that's a funny thing for a guy to say to a horse. But then that's his whole plan is that Comet's going to take the guy on the right. Because when they get there, he's like, hey, he's like talking to him. He's like, oh, so what's going on? Uh, oh, can you tell me how to get to Poker Flats or whatever? Like, don't you see you're asking for directions in the middle of a robbery or whatever? And then he goes like, well, I guess we're out of time or something to that effect. And like nothing happens. And he's like, I said, I guess we're out of time. And then Comet fucking runs the guy over. And he's like, took you long enough. His whole plan was a fucking code that he had never told that horse. Which means that is a, a plan they always have. That is a go-to <laughs> plan of Briscoe's. Well, I think there's like there's an understanding between him and Comet that's supposed to exist. That like the 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 horse understands. That thinks he's a human. They've been, they've said that the comment thinks does he's not, a person. Does not know he's a horse. Yeah, does not know he's a horse. Also understands like more than simple commands. No, he understands, understands like, full sarcasm. Yeah, understands yeah, 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 yeah. in your window. Yeah, like, nuance. Yeah, and like and it's kind of true. He's just a little bit behind. Yeah, I but guess. he's a fucking horse. Cut him some slack. And like Briscoe's kind of annoyed that he didn't pick up on the cue right away. <laughs> uh, I just it makes I love it so much. It just is like all the comic gags are like always my favorite. Yeah, the. the all the, I, I wrote in my notes, comic comedy fight, and then a little heart. Uh, because <laughs> I just love it. Uh, other thing I found out, Comet was five horses. Of course, it's not going to be all um, horses. Well, there was one that was the main one named Stripe, and yeah. he had the stripe on his face. Right. And all the other ones did not have stripes. So the horses would go into like hair and makeup, makeup and, and like they would get like they would, yeah they would like get all this like like clown makeup like really rubbed in right, right, right. and like one was used for like fast stuff one was used for um, jumping there was like a face yeah. like like the one that was like the one that was the main one was the calmest one okay and then but there was one like any time that he talks to Comet and Comet does like a whole bunch of mouth shit <laughs> yeah, yeah like yeah. that was like the like the hero horse <laughs> that was gonna do like the like that was the face. Uh, he shows up in town with the bad guys, goes to turn them into the deputy. Surprise! The deputies like, or the sheriff. The sheriff's like, those guys are deputies. You're going to jail or whatever because uh-huh. the town is being run by an evil sheriff. Lo and behold, that evil sheriff is Donovan Joe. Yes, and so that flashback that sets up Donovan right. Joe. I love that weird because the show's already old, and then sure. they did this sepia tone oh, ass like kind of shaky film, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. For, like forensic files flashback, yeah, 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 yeah for sure, like, very unsolved mystery. Yeah, I liked it so much. Uh, but basically, we find out that Donovan Joe and him were uh, supposed to hunt down these bad guys, but Donovan Joe turns and runs away at the last minute, and uh, Briscoe gets shot off his horse and left for dead. Uh, he obviously survives. Um, fucking. He okay, so uh, Donovan Joe's like, "Oh, you're fine. Like, come on, let him out. Of, this is my buddy. Let him out of jail." This is where I get confused. So he's like, uh, he, "He lets Briscoe out of jail. Briscoe is running to Lord Bowler while he's in jail. He lets him out as well. He's like, I let my buddy out too." 
So like, oh, let's go get some food. They go get food. At which the, at the dinner, Donovan Joe tells him, "Hey, like, I need to confess to you. I didn't turn and tail and run like a coward. I set you up. The whole thing was a setup. I was leading you out there to be shot by the Slow Brothers, uh, and I've been living my whole life looking over my shoulder, waiting, right. I'm knowing that you're going to come for revenge. And you know, I guess that day is here. And he's like, No, I'm, I'm not. I just I'm trying to find Bly. Passes in the past, uh, but but his whole thing is this whole thing is a trap." Because he's like, I'm sick of looking over my shoulder, so I'm going to kill you so I don't have to worry about it. But if that was the case, why'd you let him out of jail in the first fucking place? Like, that, does, that doesn't make any sense to me. If you brought him to that dinner knowing you're going to tell him the story and then tell you, I'm going to kill you so I don't have to keep looking over my shoulder, then I don't understand. Just leave him in jail and you can just shoot him. <laughs> or hang him or whatever you want. Is he... I'm, I, I was trying to figure that out as well. Like, I, was it the idea being that he needed him to be out of jail to kill him? Like, so that it would be like... This is weird to say, but because it's like old west, but like no paperwork or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he doesn't want to do. Yeah, you know, you got to bring in the fucking hangman. That's overtime. You don't want to do that. Uh, no, I think like I don't. It just seemed like a poorly thought out story. Yeah, it was weird. Okay. It was just that what it, all it was was a way for him to have the moment where they're having dinner, everything seems safe, and then all of Donovan Joe's guys, like everyone standing around, turns out to be Jonathan Joe's uh, yeah. Donovan Joe's guys, and they all fucking circle in on him. Um, which I just don't understand why that was a thing. But they're going to kill, like, he's, Donovan Joe's working for Bly. They kill him by throwing him down a well, which I found very interesting. It's an odd reason way to murder someone. I don't think that's how wells work. Is that how wells work? Well, this well appears to lead to, to like, a, river. a massive underground yeah, a river. river. And I, well, I would say, I would imagine most natural wells do have to work like that somehow. Because otherwise guess. you just have a fucking pool of stagnant water is going to be disease-filled and shit. I guess that makes I, I, sense. I think they're, like, naturally fed. Like, old-time wells, I think, were just naturally fed aquifers. That would make um, sense. Okay. I think. I'm I just, fucking I, making I, that up in whole cloth. Hey. I, have no, I, I have not studied the fucking geography and geology of old-timey wells. I want to trust somebody, Chris. <laughs> Might as well, let me tell you here. something. It shouldn't be me. <laughs> it should, certainly should not be me. Um, so... Bly shows up, he wants to know where the orb is, he doesn't know where the orb is, uh, so he throws him down the well. Now, first off, that alone should have really fucked him up. He dropped him down, like, a 50-foot well onto just rocks. Like, it was, like, six inches of water and just rocks. So I feel like Briscoe should at least have, like, a broken leg or something. He's but probably he's got fine. some bruised ribs. He's fine, he just washes out to the river and climbs back. But what I really enjoy is another one of those moments of Briscoe, like, inventing a thing by accident. He invents the concept of hitchhiking. In this episode, as he's he's trying to get back to the town, and he's like, he's, yeah, he's like, his thumb, hurts. His thumb hurts, so he's like flexing his thumb, and this guy pulls over his guy. You need a ride, and so he just like looks at his thumb, and he's like, oh, that's all right. Like, it's a silly gag. It's just such a silly, unnecessary gag, but it's those moments that really set to me the overall tone of this show, which is there's very serious shit going on. People, he almost dies in this episode. Fucking Bowler has to sing fucking. Uh, amazing Grace while he's holding him and he's bleeding his ass. Like, serious <laughs> shit happens in this episode. The other thing... But that then we... also, he invents hitchhiking. You yeah. Know what I mean? Like, it's fun. There's a little bit of everything going on. The other thing that... A couple of things that I loved, like, like just before this, um, whenever Lord Bowler gets questioned about his name, and I can't remember the phrasing, but the doctor... Oh, I got it written down. It's my favorite thing in the world. He says... Um, it's, uh, it's Lord, you know, Lord, Lord, uh, excuse me, Lord Bowler. And the, doc, the scientist goes, uh, that's a completely fictitious title, I assume. And Bowler goes, 
no, I just made it up. Uh, <laughs> so good. I it's love. So good. There's so many like Lord Bowler moments in this where I was like, "Why are you not a star? This yeah, is amazing. He's fantastic." And to be fair, he has had a what like steady career of work consistently ever since. Okay. Um, never necessarily a huge star. But, like, if a TV show has been made, he has been on it. Okay. Um, um, yeah, that, and then also the whole gag with the, whenever he he goes to the restaurant after getting out. And yeah, I love those, it so much. Isn't the waiter's name Todd? I think the name <laughs> is Todd or, or Jeff or something. There's yeah. a waiter, so they're in the Old West Saloon, and the waiter comes So he gets out of table. jail and he wants to go, he's like a me, he's like, he's like, he goes, he shows up and goes, you don't make the prison food here, do you? And they're like, no. He's like, all right, give me a table. Hey, so great. <laughs> and then like, this guy, this young white guy comes to the table and is like, hi, I'm Todd. Can I, <laughs> can I tell you what the specials are Oh, today? it's so good. Uh, specials? He's so angry at that way. <laughs> Lord Polar is just angry all the time in a very ridiculous way that is just very heartwarming. Like, sort of like your shit, Samity Sam or yeah, something? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he's just always, like, screaming about everything. Like, really feeling some tarnations and such and such. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's always, he's like, specials? What the hell is specials? He's like, our special menu items? Oh, all right, get on with it. Like, he's just furious at that waiter. And he lists off several specials that sound kind of good. Yeah, I'm not mad at any of that food. And then he gets taken out by Donovan Joe's men. Yeah. And as he's leaving, he's getting dragged out. He's screaming, do y'all have takeout? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they do. He shows up at the jail with a plate of food from the restaurant. It's so funny. Uh, so the other gag that I really enjoy, uh, the at the jail, the keys are kept on this, like, vicious dog's collar. Beautiful dog. Beautiful dog. Maybe like a dog. while or something. Yeah. Beautiful dog. Big dog. And uh, so he has the food. At first, he's like, oh, he puts the food down to try to lure it over. And everyone would say, hey, the last guy tried that, but, like, hasn't clapped in a long time or something. That effect was, like, a good line. Uh, dog barks at him, whatever. Eventually, the dog falls asleep. And he has made... Like, he has, like, a fork tied to, like, a piece of rope or something. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And the dog is asleep on this carpet. And he throws the fork into the carpet, which allows him to drag the dog and the carpet all the way across the office. They don't make rope this like that. sleeping dog. They don't make forks like that. They don't make... <laughs> Well, you know, mass production has really killed the quality of our forks and ropes because just, they just don't have the tensile strength. He pulls the dog all the way across the, the floor. The dog a- never wakes up. He gets the keys off the dog. And then in a, just a great, I don't know why, it was so Bugs Bunny. They, he pulls the dog in. He gets the keys. He unlocks the door. And then the shot you see of him leaving is just his boots tiptoeing very gently <laughs> past the sleeping dog. And he's like just on the fucking tips of his toes. And he's like, eek, eek, eek. I, I, just, I really loved it. A lot of good physical comedy in the show. Um... But also, Bly is fucking genuinely villainous and like kind of disturbing. Super scary. Yeah. Um, also, his sleeves. The sleeves on Blythe's They're blouse. getting blousier and blousier in every episode. Well, I was watching and I was like, I honestly thought for a second, I was like, is he going to use those to fly away? To get away from Briscoe? <laughs> yeah, he just freezes his arms out, gets an updraft, <laughs> just flies backwards out of frame. <laughs> is, he, is it like a paraglider? Like, they are the uh, blousiest sleeves. He's, he looks like he's wearing the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. Yeah, no, it's like Prince would look at those sleeves and be like, nah, I'm not going to wear that. <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm not that fey, thank you very much. It's like, it's so big. 
he got so Briscoe sneaks back into town. He's trying to find where everybody is. Meanwhile, what we learn about the scientist, and this is the big thing we haven't mentioned, the scientist is, has been studying the orb his whole life. Yes, which I'm confused by because it was just unearthed six months ago. Well, and like so, theoretically, I, I thought this too. Theoretically, the orb has been around. Like, there's records of the orb. Right. Otherwise, okay. So, like, ancient and, cultures talk about the orb. Yeah, or something like that. Because um, he had all these like little drawings mm-hmm. in his sketch pad. Yeah, he looked his like notebook. Um, and like, so I'm imagining that maybe there was like fucking cave drawings of it, sure, or sure, like, sure. or other like records, or maybe it had gotten buried again, right, right, yeah, or right. something like that. That makes sense. Um, so he's this expert on the orb, and and uh, Briscoe's constantly trying to pick his brain, but he's not really telling him much. He eventually, like, so Briscoe sneaks back into town, and he's trying to find out where everybody is. So he, he locks uh, the main Donovan Joe's main Donovan Joe's main thug, who is a guy who's been in a thousand things. Um, oh. He was on a he's on a Star Trek. I don't remember which one, but he's like a. Like a hologram doctor or something. Yeah, yeah. I think it's on Next Generation. Is it? It I might think. be. I don't know. He's, yeah, he's great. Uh, but he's real good. Um, he locks him in a in an outhouse and throws a skunk in. Like I like that Briscoe. Sometimes I like it. Sometimes it's annoying. It becomes annoying in later episodes. But I like it that he's not his first instinct isn't to just shoot people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, he's sort of Dennis the Menace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He locks this guy in with a skunk, or he like. Knocks a bowl on someone's head. You know what I mean? Like, he just has, like, goofy, goofy shit. Yeah, he's a scamp. But then there's times where, in, like, in the upcoming episode, or the next episode, actually, where, like, stakes are very high. You're dealing with very bad men. Just shoot that guy. They've been trying to kill you this whole fucking episode. (laughs) We'll get to it. Um, So he, the doctor tells, uh, so he has his run-in with Bly. He figures out where Bly is, because he gets it out of the guy with the skunk. Mm -hmm. Uh, He waits, he's waiting. This is a moment where I'm like, shoot. Shoot somebody. Like, he's waiting for Bly. Bly shows up, and he's fucking... I actually really enjoyed this. He pulls the gun on Bly, uh, and he... Bly's like, are you gonna shoot me, shoot me, or whatever? And he's like, no. And then he throws him, like, the biggest set of shackles. Like, it would be the thing where a cop in this day and age would throw somebody handcuffs, and he goes, put these on. Yeah. But he throws him, like, just a giant set of manic- of like manacles or whatever. Conservatively 15 pounds. Easily. Like... Also, I promise you... You cannot put those on yourself. That is like a two-man <laughs> job to put those on anyone. There's like a pin and a thing you got to nail in yeah, place. Yeah, I don't think they're not like automatic. Yeah, like, yeah. not at all. They don't flip around like a cop's handcuffs. Uh, also, they look comically wide. Like, in a way that there's, you could just pull out of them. Well, he was counting on like the girth of the blousiness. Like, just really. get caught up in the... Yeah, just... Uh, um, he, uh... <laughs> So he's, they're having this whole, like, this uh, whatever, and he's telling him he's not going to shoot him. Bly goes on this, like, huge soliloquy because, of course, Briscoe takes too long, and all the bad guys shows up, and fucking now Briscoe's stuck. So uh, good. Doctor. This whole exchange with, like, the daddy issues. Yeah, yeah, So yeah, good. Yeah. I was, like, like not, like, not, like, fucking, like, uh, some Oscar-winning film, but, like, I was, like, oh, this is some face-off shit. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like, this is, I was, like, I would watch this in, like, yeah. a big-budget movie. Absolutely. Like, oh, you're never gonna be, like, your father, you little pussy-ass bitch. Like, <laughs> like more or less. Yeah. yeah, that's basically what he's saying, but also what I like is, like, it's a drastic enough chain in tone that it 
makes Bly seem real menacing and dangerous yeah. without being so jarring a change in tone that it takes you out of the moment. It still feels like it takes place in Briscoe. Yeah. It doesn't seem out of place. It's like, oh, this is a fucking villain. He's going to be real villainy. And he is. He's like, and he's like theatrically villainous. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's just real good. Uh, and the they have the doctor. The doctor uh, tells Bly, oh, it's at this, it's on the east side of town at the stables or whatever. Uh, the the orb is, and he fucking gut shoots Briscoe. I clutched my pearls. Did you? I we'll did. Throw, of we'll course, I know it was like two episodes in, but I, I did go like, sure. oh, yeah, yeah, no, oh, yeah, yeah. He and he just fucking gut shoots him, and he's laying there bleeding out and like dying in front of you for a while. Yeah, I was upset. Yeah, yeah, it's upsetting uh, until. The doctor turns out to also be like a hypnotist because there's a guard watching them and the the doctor starts going, do you smell smoke? I smell smoke. Do you smell that? And the guard's like, I do smell smoke. And he's like, those curtains are on fire. You see the curtains are not on fire. He's like, those curtains are on fire. You just like Jedi mind tricks him into like, it's running away. He's a Jedi. I wrote down Obi-Wan twice in my notes. (laughs) To the point where I, I don't know that we'll see him again, but I really hope we do. I don't think he's 100% real. Like, I don't think... I feel almost like he's a projection of the orb. Or Ooh, he's, like, an alien. Or but, I mean, he does... I, he definitely has powers, right? We yeah. The, the scene. But, so he's not necessarily just straight human. But he also is, like... You know, he interacts with people. I mean, he I think he's corporeal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I don't yeah. think that he is, a like... human the way we think of Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy that. Uh, he uh, tells Briscoe, hold tight... Uh, I told him it was on the east side of town stables. It was actually on the west side of town stables. I'm going to go get the orb. Uh, it's the only thing that's going to save you because it died. it's too past. It's past needing a, a doctor. Lord Bowler shows up and he fucking turns out that he used to go to church twice twice every Sunday and had to sing in a choir. And Briscoe's like, you can sing? He's like, damn right, I can sing like a bird. Uh-huh. He's, he's like, Briscoe's like, oh, hold off, I don't, please, not yet. And fucking like in like kind of a shitty way, and then Lord Bowler just like cradles his head very gently and sings "Amazing Grace" to him, and it was very tender and sweet, and I really liked it. I yeah, he got a little choked up, mm. and like he doesn't have a mind blowing voice. No, but, but he has like a I a sing nice in my voice. church choir voice. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he like was like meaning it, and he was yeah. like the actor was there was emotion it. in it. Yeah, for sure. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm down. I know it made perfect. I liked it, and what I like is like. That relate the Briscoe Lord Bowler relationship is very fun. Mm-hmm. They are uh, constantly at odds. They're definitely uh, com- like competitive and they're competitors. But there's like a a hundred percent of respect and a, a friendliness there that For comes sure. across already. We've only at this point would be three episodes in. Yeah. So like I just re- they their chemistry is really good and nothing seems forced. Like, that moment didn't seem like, oh, why, was, why is he doing this? They're like, oh, yeah, of course, that's nice. Yeah, yeah he's like I mean? having a moment. Uh, they get the orb, the orb. He, and here's the weird line. He's like, well, before you touch that, before you put that orb near me, I need to know, what is it? What's the orb? Because I don't, he's like, you know, he's seen, Briscoe's seen, like, the orb kill that fucking robber baron or whatever. Yeah. And the doctor says, or the scientist says, uh, it's faith. The orb is faith. Don't know what that means. And I'm dumb. So sometimes shit has to be really hammered home for me. But, like, the orb's not faith. Faith is a thing that doesn't exist. And by that I mean faith is 
belief in the absence of evidence, right? Faith is like, oh, I don't, I can't see it, but I have faith that it works sure. or whatever. This is an object. Like, this is a thing that exists in three-dimensional space. I think it's supposed to be, in a sense, like, like, uh, like, either it's like a physical manifestation of right. a positive emotion, yeah, sure. or it's like whenever people, like, are like, what is it? And they're like, oh, it's hope. Yeah, like, yeah, it, yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, and they're yeah, like, yeah. you mean, so what? But what is it? And they're like, oh, it's it's a check for five grand. Like, <laughs> you know, whatever it might be, yeah, yeah. But, like, I think that he is also being sort of, like, poetically... False. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Uh, uh, by the way, the other, the great line that I uh, really enjoy. So Briscoe's laying there bleeding out, and Bowler's like, when Bowler first shows up, he's like, "Do something! Didn't you study medicine at Howard?" <laughs> and Briscoe's like, "It's Harvard." And God damn it, this show would be so much better if it turned out Briscoe just went to Howard. Well, I want to also Briscoe's got a bunch of stories from Freak Nick and shit. <laughs> Oh, that'd be so good. Well, I was I was thinking whenever that, that, that I thought that was really funny, and then I was also like, how, it made me question how long any of those schools have been around. Because I was like, was Harvard around? Was Howard around? I have no idea. Um, uh, and and then I also did love the idea of Briscoe County Jr. going to a predominantly black. College. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's going to a, what is it a historically uh, HBCU or whatever historically black college university. Uh, okay, so Harvard was founded in 1636. So for sure. So for sure. And Howard was founded, come on, internet, you yeah, fuck with me, in 1867. Sure. So certainly doable. Yeah, yeah. Like, like he would be, you know... He'd be early class. Early Howard. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um... He gets made better. The bad guys get they they take down the bad guys. And what I really enjoy is they're all sitting in jail. The the we have met who used to be the old sheriff who was in the jail with them before the bad guys took over. Uh-huh, yeah, he's now going to run the place. Uh, he's arrested all the bad guys except for Bly. Of course, Bly's gotten away uh-huh. right, with his sleeves. With his sleeves, he's floated off into the darkness. Uh, <laughs> Uh, Lord Bowler is fucking like now. Make sure I get all my bounties. That's three hundred on this guy, seven hundred on this guy, two hundred on that guy for the robbery. And the guy with two hundred is like, hey, "That was five hundred. I injured that guard." <laughs> like, what? Yeah, he limps now. I really like that moment. And then they're panning across all the bad guys in jail. The dog is also in jail with them. I just—it's so perfect. I just love it. He's so a bad much. dog. He's a bad dog. Um... Briscoe and him ride off into the fucking sunset, all kind of talking shit and happy. I fucking... This was a good episode. Such a good episode. It really advanced mythology more. We know that that orb is out there, but now the doctor's left. The doctor also disappears with the orb. Yeah, like vanishes. Like, I don't think he's 100% real. Right. Um, Great episode. So good. Super fun. Uh, Better than the pilot, I would say. uh, A more enjoyable episode than the pilot... Would not have been without the existence of the pilot. Exactly. You know what yeah. I mean? The pilot had too much work to do. Yes. In establishing everything and laying out all the exposition. So this episode was definitely more enjoyable and a better episode, but like only because it had the ground. Sure, sure, sure. I think. That leads us into episode four, No Man's Land. Uh, another great episode. Um, here's... All right. So this is why I know the... the so Donovan Joe set him up with the Swill Brothers in the previous episode, the flashback in the previous episode, this episode we meet the Swill Brothers. Sure. Which is just good writing, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Just, okay, you set it up a thing, now we pay it off by meeting those bad guys. Uh, Gil, Bill, Will, and Phil Swill. 
We don't know all. We don't know about all four of them. We first. don't know all. We don't know where Gil is at first. We know Bill, Will, and Phil, uh, the Swell Brothers, and they're tracking them down. Uh, our uh, Briscoe's tracking them down. Uh, one of them's going to take a shit. There's also okay. So at one point, Briscoe says uh, the Swill Brothers' the reason inbreeding is a bad idea. Which I thought was just going to be like, oh, a funny little throwaway line <laughs> to insult these guys. No, these guys talk at length about incest. <laughs> it is uncomfortable. At length. This one married his mother. There's multiple references to how inbred this family you is. You know, it's a lifestyle. Like, it's like not <laughs> yeah. just something they've done. Sure. I will, before, also, one thing I wanted to throw out there, I love the cold open and starting in the middle of like that town on fire. Mm-hmm. And then also the exchange oh, so with the dumbest little girl. Um, I think she might be like special needs. I don't know. Like she also seemed like uh, if if so, fuck me. I don't think she was written that way. But literally, she like so the cold open is this town is just fucked, right? It's like on fire. It's like, oh, fire shit's broken. People are like trying to save their belongings. Uh, Briscoe's like, what happened here? And this guy's like trying to flip his like his his wagon's been overturned. He's trying to turn it back over. He's like, yeah, three guys ran into town and. Trashed everything and ruined the place and stole everything. It's awesome. It's like the Swill Brothers. Uh, meanwhile, this guy's daughter sitting on the curb. Like, I want my dolly. Yeah. Um, now, also, like there, there's a certain building everyone's rushing to get shit out of because it's like on fire and it's. I don't know if there's. It's like a gas station, but they're afraid. Of, whatever it is, <laughs> they're afraid it's going to blow. Is the is what we're yeah. what the uh, thing is. Uh, they look. The, also, they look back. The daughter's gone. They look back. She's now in front of the building everyone's running away from because she's like, there's my dolly. That's pretty good. A pretty good impression of the yeah. girl. Uh, the, the, the father goes, oh, Susan, or whatever her name is, goes to run. And uh, Briscoe's like, you wait here. Goes and gets on Comet, runs over with uh, Comet, grabs the girl, rides her to safety. Yeah, and so... Uh, right as the building explodes. Arguably, they were maybe 15 feet away from her. It would have been faster for him just to go grab her. Oh, but he from gets the on father. The Don't stop the father. Don't stop the father. Just let him go grab his kid. Well, and also, like, she knows what fire is. Oh, like, does she? Because, like, when he picks her up, she's like, what does she say? She doesn't, she doesn't say, she says, like, I'm thirsty. Or, no, yeah. she, no, no, no. She says, I have to go to the bathroom. And he's like, huh, tell me about it. Because <laughs> like, he almost shit his pants or something. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, because like, she seems, like, when she gets the doll, also, she's like, you're dirty. This is annoying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, she's yeah, just yeah, sort yeah, of yeah. exasperated. And it's everything. like, girl, your town's on fire. By like, the way, have you, seen just... that, have you seen that video that, that it's like a, a little black kid in the backseat of a car with, like, his, he's little, but he's got, like, a much younger daughter or sister? Like, she's got, like, a pacifier, like, baby in a baby seat. And the mom, uh, you, you don't see the mom. You just hear the mom. It's her point of view holding the camera. And the mom's like, so, um, just wanted to tell you that you're, you're, you're going to have a brother or a sister. And the kid is not having any. And the boy's just like, oh, what were you thinking? <laughs> like, he literally says, what were you thinking? He's like, you already got two babies. What are you doing? And then he goes... Oh, this is exasperating. Like he lit it, and he's maybe five at most. It's great. It's fantastic. I love it. It's real good. Like you saying exasperating before just made me think of it. But he's like, ah. Oh. I know. I fucking identify with that. The, the the kid that learned a word that's super big, and they're yeah, like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna for use sure going to use this five dollar word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so that's the cold open. We find out he's going to keep tracking the. He's trying to track on the swole. Yeah, the incest crew. The incest crew. Uh, Lord Bowler has been hired by Socrates and Socrates' bosses. 
uh, on a secret government mission because they had a, a it was like a mobile battle wagon. Yes. Uh, and he shows them it, and it's a fucking tank. It's like it's got treads that allow it to roll it over everything, eight inches of steel plating, 70 millimeter gun turret. It's a fucking tank that's been stolen from the army. Uh, we need you to track it down and get it back for us. Uh, he's like, we'll pay you $2,000. You can't tell anybody. He's like, well, I'll try it for two. I'll keep my mouth shut for three, which I liked. Uh, and then he goes, he does his thing. It's like, it's like, you're, you, like there's no weapon uh, made that can stop it. It's impenetrable steel, blah, blah, blah. And uh, Lord Buller goes on this like little soliloquy of like, so you want me to track down a doomsday device filed with 300 miles across the country and somehow get it to stop and bring it back here with no questions asked for measly $3,000? And Socrates is like, yep. Just huh, you got a deal. Like it's just like <laughs> and handshake, and I'm off. Like I just I there. Everyone on this show is charming. Everyone. Yeah. It was really well cast, and every yeah. like I'm I'm just glad everyone's enjoying themselves. Absolutely. Uh, um, so uh, Briscoe shows up to catch the Swill Brothers. Unmeals to him. There's a fourth Swill brother named Gil who gets a drop on him. Mm-hmm. Comet runs off. Uh, Briscoe gets like thrown off a cliff kind of he like falls down the side of a mountain or whatever um so he's all beat up and he's got like concussed or what essentially yeah and like falls onto a train, onto a train track? track yeah uh at which point there's a train coming from one side uh he's about to get hit by a train but then also uh john aston's back yeah on his rocket train. Which I don't thing. remember that professor's name, but I don't remember his professor's name. Wickerbottom or something like that. Sure, sure, sure. Silly. It's something silly like that. Uh, he shows up, and what I really enjoy is in such a little bit, but it makes me laugh really hard. So Briscoe's laid out on the train tracks. Comet is standing next to him. Uh, the 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 small brothers like let's go down there. One of them's like let's go down there and finish him off. He's like oh, there's nothing around here but dirt. He's gonna, he's gonna, he's a, he's done, his horse has run off, he's done for, and I like to, us knowing, say, like, oh, his horse didn't run off, he's gonna go meet him, it's Comet, he's not yeah. running off. Comet's got this unlocked. Yeah, yeah. So, Sean Ashton shows up, Comet's, like, kind of trying to nudge uh, Bruce Campbell awake, because the strain's coming, and Comet, like, John Ashton looks at both of them, he looks at the horse and goes, Comet? Briscoe? I love that he recognizes Comet before he recognizes Briscoe County. That, I love it so much. It's a popular-ass horse. It's a like, fucking every, well-known yeah, horse. Yeah, everyone's like, I, you, you know Comet? Oh, I totally know Comet. Yeah, 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 yeah My yeah. sister actually went on a date with Comet. You know some weird shit. So, fucking, meanwhile, Lord Bowler is tracking down this tank, which he's found immediately. I, I like It takes him no time to find this tank, because it's moving very slowly. Uh, he jumps, and the whole plan that Socrates gives Lord Bowler is, hey, if, since you're up, we can, yeah, yeah just grab me a beer. Um, the whole plan Socrates gives Lord Bowler is that uh, just wait him out, like, you can't penetrate it, but he's going to have to come out of the tank sometime, so just follow him, wait him out, he'll get out of the tank and you can stop him. Sure. He finds him immediately. He climbs up into a tree, waits for the tank to go underneath, jumps off on top of the tank, and I'm like, okay, cool. Just ride on top of the tank. He probably didn't hear you. It's eight inches of steel. You just ride on top of the tank until he has to stop and get out, and then you just bop him on the head. No, he immediately like start, like start tries to shoot into the tank, tries to shoot the shotgun in the tank. He's like banging on it, which is annoying me. <laughs> uh, and then he has not been paying attention. 
catches the classic low-hanging branch to the head, knocks him off the tank. Always. Which is funny because the, sometimes Lord Bowler seems quite capable. And then sometimes he is entirely just an a idiot. complete idiot. When he was floating with that log, even though he didn't know how to swim. Like, he sometimes just makes really bad decisions. Well, and then otherwise, he's obviously survived in this profession for a while. For so a long time. Not- and he's also well known as behind Briscoe, or behind Briscoe's father, the best bounty hunter in the land. It's very strange. <laughs> um, so, they, uh, Sean Aston scoops, uh, Briscoe into his wagon. He's uh, or over the over the back of his rocket that he's riding. Which, by the way, I enjoy one that they bring the rocket back, and that two it now has a sign on it that says "Rocket Rides Five Cents." <laughs> really enjoy. He's got to make a buck. So also, a buck. that rocket works worked for real. Yeah, it was like actually like a combustion engine. Oh, really? Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, they actually like built it, and it was like a functioning like it would, it would move. go down the track. Oh wow, it's yeah. nuts. Uh, um. I got real deep on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, apparently so. <laughs> uh, they ride up. They see a town coming up. There's a sign that says, No Man's Land, Keep Out, or whatever it says. And they're assuming it's like a ghost town. Mm-hmm. But no, quite literally, it is No Man's Land. It is a town entirely inhabited by women. Mm-hmm. And John Aston's being a typical man. Huh? Well, He's like, well, I'm welcome. And they're like, you're not welcome. He does just ride in the town. <laughs> to be fair to John Aston. His friend's really hurt. He needs a doctor. I'll give him, like, his thought there. If he had at least, like, waited when he rolled into town and just stopped him, like, hey, I know this is bad. <laughs> I apologize for our penises, but my friend's really hurt. We need a doctor. That's all I think people should do is just, just apologize, apologize for, for the penises. penises. <laughs> I think it's a good idea across the board. It just solves so many problems. Uh, I love, so the first women he sees are, like, Two, like, female bodybuilders that are, like, blacksmiths, I guess? They also only speak German. Yeah, they, they're, yeah, they're just, like, hot German superhero women. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're, like, real muscly, um, and they're, like, banging on metal. Uh, a bunch of women meet them, like, hey, you're not welcome here. The sheriff comes out, who is definitely Tasha Yar from Star Trek Next Generation. Thank or is you. Or Deep Space Nine. Tasha Yar is on Star on. On uh, I don't Next Generation. Next Generation. It's definitely Tasha. Yeah, because Janeway was Deep Space Nine. There you go. Um, or Voyager. I don't know. Janeway was Voyager. Whatever. I'm not a huge Star Trek person, but I know that was Tasha Yar for certain. Yeah, she's great. Uh, she's fantastic. She's the sheriff. She sees how beat up Briscoe is. She also notices Briscoe's gun. There's a moment where, like, so they have the ordinance, like they did in the Old West, where you're not allowed to bring your fucking guns to town. Before mm-hmm. you come in, you got to check your gun with the sheriff. Uh, so she takes his gun, and as she takes his gun, she looks at the handle, and she notices it in a way of, like, oh, she knows his father, which was, I thought, a nice, like, like it was a nice touch. It was done fairly subtly. Yeah, yeah. Um, she brings in the doctor, who is doing the worst, I don't even know what kind of accent she's supposed to, is it Italian? It's something, but it's bad. My note says, doctor is a cyborg? <laughs> I thought we were going to get this reveal that not only was it No, no Man's Land, but also they no, were like... No, Human's Land, they're all robots. It's just Westworld. What was she doing? It was Westworld, but like the sex robots had taken over? Yeah, like, I don't I know. I do not know what that accent like, was supposed to be. It sounded like someone had programmed English for her, and yeah. it was like... Because it wasn't her real accent. No, it was the phoniest accent I've ever heard. I, here's how I know it wasn't her real accent. It's not a real accent. Like it's, it's not, not an accent place. for a country that exists. Or like, I mean, I'm sorry if you know what the, if you watch this and you know what country it's from. And oh, yeah, like I apologize for my no fucking. Yeah, whatever. let us know. I mean, it, there's like a hint of it. Italian, but also maybe Greek. Like it's just bad. Like maybe like Italian on a different planet. 
like sort of like Neptune's Italian. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, so they're gonna help him out. But meanwhile, the Swill brothers show up. Ugh. All four Swill brothers show up, and here's where I was like, I was, I was into. This. I mean, I'm still into the episode. I, I enjoyed this episode very much. But I was like, oh, this is a cool idea. They kind of, ex- she kind of explains to Briscoe the town is like, uh, these women had come out looking for gold or whatever, or coal. Or silver, silver, and a silver mine dried up. Mm-hmm. Everybody left except these women, and they thought, you know, we'll just stay behind and make a place for women where they can be safe. Like, women can be doctors and lawyers and own things and whatever at a time when they couldn't. I'm like, oh, that's cool. Um, that's like an interesting, like, feminist y kind of a thing to have this show happen. Yeah, it placed in 1993. I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Until four guys show up and take over the entire town. There's like 50 women in this town. Four guys show up and they just own it immediately. There is a weird change because like they, everyone seems so capable, but then the plot requires them to be incapable, completely incapable on always to make Briscoe a hero. Yeah, yeah, in yeah, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. and that was definitely disappointing because there is like an exchange where they're like they're going to start like they're trying to take the town back, right? And there's that exchange where like the hot blonde lures one of the brothers up to her bathtub. Right. And I'm like, in this show now, she would have straight up just like drowned him in the tub. Yeah. Or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, really, yeah. she was just distracting him yeah, for so like him. And I'm like, and also, here's my thing with that scene. She did not have to get all the way naked in that tub. She's in that room with Briscoe for like a minute and a half. Yeah, she could have just, just walked a, in. Just be yeah, all she had to do was walk in that room and step aside. He would have followed into the room and like what? Briscoe hits him over the head, problem solved. But she gets all the way naked, hides in the fucking uh gets in the bathtub. Waits for like him to be a fucking creep for a while because he walks in, he's just immediately taking off his clothes. I'm like, gonna be, creepy. I'll be gentle. Don't you worry. Blah blah blah. Yeah. We can soap each other up. Whatever the fuck it is. And then Briscoe finally, I'm like, Briscoe, will you hit this fucking rapist already, please? I was, I was actually really disappointed because I thought that she was going to like straight up like Black Widow, like femme fatale, yeah, yeah, she pull, or she pulls a gun out from under the water, yeah, yeah or like a fucking knife, or like another yeah, 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 show yeah, can't show sure. this woman gutting this rapey guy. But <laughs> I wanted her to like. I wanted her to kill him that was yeah, her yeah, kill yeah, yeah. Like, but no they oh, they don't none of them none of the women gets killed none of the like they don't really get to the one woman so not the the so like this so the tank is in town right and the tank is like blowing shit up and so they get they kind of get the best of the swill brothers for a minute until the fucking tank shows up yeah uh, and the tank just starts blowing the shit. No, women start showing up with rifles, trying to shoot at the tank. It's completely useless. Uh, but they, the tank is just blowing the shit out of this town. Yeah. Um, until, uh, fucking, uh, Briscoe says, oh, I got it. We have to fight the future with the future. And he gets the fucking, uh, rocket from, uh, Professor Wickerbottom, whatever the name is, and, uh, Launches the rocket. They light the rocket and launch it into the side of the tank. It blows up in the in my favorite low budget movie TV way, where it's like rocket, rockets coming at the tank, and then just a giant fireball where you can't see either the rocket or the tank because uh-huh. there was no way they could afford to destroy either and of those things. So it's just a giant flame, and then everyone's like, "Oh, look at that!" Like it's just so phony, but I like it. Well, well, I also there's like a scene right here that was actually pretty compelling. Also, mm. the what seemed to well, be this, that's the that's a big reveal if, or if we're talking about the same thing. I don't know. We okay. are because like or like what I liked was the 
second in command, mm. who I don't know who she is, but I couldn't place her. The she's, black woman? Yes. I don't know who she, she is. She looks familiar. If she wasn't familiar, she was just really acting the shit out no, of that, it. Yeah, for sure. Like, I was really, like, I was, like, watching her the whole time. And she was and, super distrustful of everybody immediately. She's like, nope, I don't care if your friend's sick, get the fuck out of my town. As well, she should be. There's something about that that read very honest, where I was like, she's, I think, the only black woman in town. Yeah, yeah. And I was like... Yeah, of course you would be. Right. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're yeah in, absolutely. Like, you're, not only are there men coming in, but she, when she confronts the tank and is, like, sort of unhinged, and she's going to start, like, just uh, trying to attack the tank herself. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, she just walks, like, stands in front of it and starts shooting at it. Yeah. It felt silly, but I was also like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah for like, sure. Like, you were the toughest chick. Like, absolutely. She's and badass. She, and she just looked really cool. Her outfit was really tight. and yeah, Like, yeah, not yeah. tight, like, tight-fitting, but, like, tight. cool. It was a cool outfit, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, she was, like, very, like, sort of straddling this, like, masculine-feminine line. And I was just like, I like her. Why yeah. aren't you? Ooh, I wanted Lord. her to be the head of the town, the for sheriff. Sure. Like, for she sure. was way more interesting. She was the salute order. Um, they have all these crazy traps that they've worked out. One, they lure one of the guys into a barn, and then they swing a hay bale at him or whatever. Yep, yep. Uh, there's an ongoing gag of uh, those two German women, and the like. Guys keep going. Oh, I, should, I knew I should have learned German. Like that keeps being a running gag. There is also a can't we all just get along joke, <laughs> and I was like, "Ooh, that is some dated ass referencing going on right there." I mean, it's '93, so sure, it's only a couple years. Like Rodney King is right around there, yeah. maybe two years before. But it was just that reference. But it's like, oh boy, that really fucking dates this show. There was one point also where Briscoe knocks out several people, or knocks back several people with one plank of wood yeah well he hits one guy with a plank of wood like he like seesaws a plank of wood into the main bad guy who then falls into like domino the other bad guys and they all go flying backwards which is just like this funny it's, silly... it's super like batman like like adam west batman yeah kind of yeah um so he runs into her he runs into tashi Yar's room to like ostensibly use the key to get their gun back or whatever which by the way they've already knocked out two guys just take their guns you can worry about whose gun you have later sure, sure, sure. um Nigar's going through her shit, which I was immediately annoyed by. I was like, Briscoe, hey, stop it. Like, there's shit going on. Stop being a snoop. Rude. Uh, very rude. And he finds pictures of her, like, all gussied up with John Bly. Uh, it turns out that she was his, like, he's like, oh, you didn't want to tell me about your past as a mall for John Bly? And uh, we find out that she was, like, his girlfriend for a while, and he was trying to, like, she uh, wanted to escape, but briscoe's father had found them and then briscoe's father told her to get out and like gave her a second chance and that's why she be, like moved to this town and yeah. became sheriff um and briscoe was like oh, i don't give a fuck like before that happened briscoe was like oh, i don't give a shit if you're your boyfriend or not it's a long story i don't care you're going to jail and she's like oh no i know your father your father didn't want me to go to jail he wanted me to have a second chance um which she gets yeah it was it was overall like that was like okay great work in some nice like yeah. Some nice sweetness, nice, like, it was, like, it was really pleasant, yeah. It was good. And then, you know, the bad guys blow ostensibly up. blow up because they're all in the tank, and uh, everybody wins. It was a perfectly fun episode. I liked, uh, pretty, I liked that episode in general. I enjoyed the No Man's Land gimmick until they kind of had to be damsels in distress, so I would have liked them to be a little more self-sufficient. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's a Western in 1993. We weren't woke yet. Um, For the reboot that we write. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. We'll, There'll we'll be a whole it. better... It'll be a much cooler town. Yeah. Uh, that brings us into episode... Well, I guess it's five, technically. But six for us. Briscoe in Jalisco. Uh-huh. Which I think they just, like... 
came up with that episode because it rhymed and then worked backwards to write a story. For sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, adorable. This intro is... The it's intro is adorable. Amazing. So they are... Uh, so Briscoe is playing poker at a bar... Bunch of guys. And his ball and chain. Socrates, Socrates comes in nagging at Hey, we gotta go! And he's like, I'm in the middle of a game show. Honey. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and you see the guy across from Briscoe cheat. He like, pulls a card out of somewhere. Mm-hmm. Or not, no, he, his first thing he does is deal from the bottom of the deck. Yes. And then it cuts to Briscoe. And you see Briscoe like, slip a card out of his sleeve. And they start going back and forth, each of them pulling cards from more and more ridiculous places. The, the guy across the table has like a thing that goes up and slides out of the sleeve that brings him an eight, a king, whatever. Like, card, Briscoe like reaches behind his back. At one point, he pets a dog that happens to be there. Oh, he's and like, hey, buddy. And there's just a card, pulls a card out of the dog's collar. Like, I, when he petted that, when, he, when they showed the dog, I was like, oh, you son of a bitch. And then he pulled that card out and I fucking applauded my television screen. Well, it's just such funny heightening. Because yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah. Because right before the dog also is like the, the waitress comes up and he pulls it out of her nylon. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then, and it's just like, because like, by the time he gets to the dog and he's like, they're in the middle of a hand and he's like, oh, one second. I gotta hey, pet this buddy. dog. <laughs> so good. <laughs> uh, and, and fucking Socrates is like, like very confused by what's happening because nobody's being super subtle about this. Gene. No, no, no. And Socrates has dinner on the table. Yeah, like, yeah, really yeah, 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 yeah. This roast is gonna go to waste. <laughs> uh, the guy, the guy across the table flips his cards. He goes, five kings. I fucking love. <laughs> and then Briscoe flips. He's like, five aces. And everybody draws guns on him. And he's like, ah, well, put the guns down, boy. He cheated me fair and square. And that's like all open. That's it. It's in the credits. It has nothing to do with the rest of the episode in any fucking way. And I goddamn loved it. It's so lovely. Like, I was like, like... And I think I, I specifically ended up I watched this episode after having like like a like my day was sort of like not fun. Yeah. And I watched that cold open and I was like Thank you. <laughs> I needed this dumb like nothing was fraught. It was really it was really pleasant. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um the setup for the episode is that Briscoe is being sent to Jalisco uh-huh. to track down a case of stolen guns that were stolen off the train of the People who are employers that were that Socrates works for, uh, and he's like, I don't fucking you hired me to find Bly, and he's like, Well, Bly is the one who's behind the robbery because uh, the train was stopped by people painting a scene on a boulder, which is classic John Bly. Yeah, well, uh, that's actually more Pete doing. <laughs> yeah, 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 like, yeah, Pete yeah, is yeah. The yeah. artist. That's true. Well, the other guy was the artist. Oh, and Pete is more. Pete of was like, like the artist muse. I yes, think. yes. <laughs> uh, so they, uh, all right, fine, we'll do it. They go to Jalisco. On the way to Jalisco, they get stopped by, like, uh, Mexican banditos who are telling them they have to, they're just running them down. They're like, do you have anything to uh, You got to pay the toll. You got to pay the toll. They want their money. Uh, and he's like, oh, let's see what we have in my, he's like, what are in those saddlebags? He's like, oh, let me look. Oh, I got to wash these socks. Blah, blah, blah. White athletic socks. Just clearly modern socks. It's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. like straight up from like Academy Sports and Outdoors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's like, like, there like a swoosh on them. It was a, it's <laughs> modern socks. It was very it was weird. very weird. Uh, um, then he pulls out a stick of dynamite and just lights it. And then fucking freaks out those guys. They run away. He throws the thing over his shoulder. 
uh, alright, let's go. And he's like very calmly riding off. And Socrates is like, what about the dynamite? And it just fucking explodes. The whole time I was like, oh, this is gonna be like fake dynamite. Like just a fuse inside a, a stick or yeah, something. Yeah, he knows it's a dud. It's a way to scare people off. No, it was fucking for real dynamite. When I, that, that exchange made me think, I was like, oh, Briscoe is unhinged. Kind of a lunatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's not dealing with his father's death. And right. yeah, he, he's well, he's fine. Yeah, he's got a death wish. Yeah, point. he's... <laughs> Uh, so the re- the way so basically what's happening is there's a uh, not a civil war but there's like revolutionaries are trying to overthrow yes. this general who's like living like a king while the poor starve he's using all their money he's taxing everything the revolutionaries are mostly revolutionaries farmers are like farmers and peaceful people uh, the main revolutionary is uh, was on head of the class as like the Latin tough. And then also uh, New York Undercover, if you ever watch any of those shows. The guy that loves speeches in this episode? Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. The main revolution. Yes. So he did not have a single line that was less than a page long. Yeah, yeah, He spoke slowly <laughs> in soliloquies. That is a fact. It was like, oh, and then every time he started talking, there would be like, like the violins would be like, oh, no, we're on. And then yeah, they'd start playing like emotional violin. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. so funny. For sure. Um,. But Briscoe knows the general that they're fighting us. We haven't met the revolutionaries yet. Briscoe's like, uh, he know he had a, it's like a night of being drunk and a two day poker game, whatever. They kind of just briefly hit at it. Uh, but he gets into the general's compound. They're having this big feast. I very much enjoyed. Uh, he's like, I love these drinks, and the general's like, Yes, it's limes shipped in from the Yucatan and squeezed between a virgin's thighs, mixed with golden tequila. Uh, and then he looks over and goes, Margarita, four more of your special cocktails. <laughs> this is another one of those goofy moments. I'm like, all right, good for you. I'm like, whoever's writing this show is having a lot of fun coming up with those bits. And it, I really enjoy it. Also, if I was in a situation and someone was like, oh, what is this drink? And they were like, oh, we just squeezed some limes into, in between some virgin's thighs. <laughs> I would for sure do like a little. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I don't no care who she's had sex <laughs> with. I don't want any thigh juice. <laughs> no, that's so gross. Like, I don't know her. Um, the entertainment at the feast. I screamed. The, oh, the, I was like, yes! The one and only Dixie Cousins is back, everybody. Love her so much. Singing the same song, by the way. <laughs> they have not... I'm going to stake my claim as a song. Uh, they could not be bothered to write a new song for Dixie Cousins, this thing. She has one bit. She yeah, has yeah, one yeah. trick. She just she's travels around singing that song everywhere. I got so excited when it was Dixie. I, went, I, like, I was like in bed, and I was like, <gasps> Dixie! Yeah, 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 yeah. I was very excited. Uh, she's fucking the general, I can only assume. Because she's horny as all times. You know, um, I have more to say about like that they, later. But. They downplay her horniness a little bit in this episode. For a moment. Yeah, until eventually she opens up with Briscoe and then it's fucking ridiculous. Yeah, but, yeah. but like, initially, she's not quite as just full on, hi, people would be like, hi, I'm Pete. And she'd be like, Pete, like, Peter? <laughs> like, fucking, she's not quite <laughs> to that level of horniness. Um, so, she's there, she comes and sings her song. They're going to stay the night. Um, there's a great line where there's a knock at the door. And Socrates like, if that's Comet, tell him he's too late. There's only two beds and they're taken. He's so mad. I love it so much that everyone just accepts that Comet yeah. is part of this reality. Mm-hmm. like Because he's like, straight up tell your horse. Yeah, 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 I yeah. know he probably wants a bed because he, he doesn't know he's a horse, but I'm already not here. welcome. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> yeah. Uh, so basically, they're going to escape from here because the fucking general's up to something. Uh, well, yeah, because Dixie comes and warns them. Yeah, yeah, the general's up to something. I love this turn by her as, like... She's also a revolutionary. Right. Like, and I love that, like, this, like, it sounds, like, it felt so, like, uh, cool and, like, in a really valid way to have this, like, sex pot also be like, no, I'm trying to do the right thing. Yeah, and, like, yeah, I'm also, yeah, like, yeah, a yeah, tough yeah, chick. Yeah, and, yeah, for sure. Yeah. The, Tixie, I really like. The whole yeah, character. I like that character a lot. I want her in more episodes. Yeah. Um, she, uh, <laughs> she comes and warns them to escape. They do escape, and she takes them to the revolution. She's like, I know where we can hide out. And when they show, what is this? It's the revolution. And she she takes them to hide out with the revolution. The violence start. The violence start. And they are, oh boy. Uh, what do they say? There's nothing like a good revolution to break up the ennui of ordinary life. That's the fucking line. Was, well, you know, you know, real. Real. <laughs> so we find out Pete has stolen the guns. And Love he's Pete. going to sell them to the general, but he like if the general gets the guns, the revolution the revolution's done. Because he's just gonna wipe them out. These are like new badass guns or whatever. Yeah. Um well, there's, there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh so Briscoe plays Pete against the general uh, to try to get the guns for the revolutionaries. Essentially, they just have to end up like destroying the guns. Yeah, and when Pete gets introduced, I wanted to like note because like he has the best, some of the best lines in the show. Yeah, like the general tries to like undersell him at one point, and he says, "If I had a dog that could do math." It would howl. It would howl, laughing in your face. <laughs> Which is to say, you're not paying me enough. Yeah, for sure. But he just—he's so over, like dramatic and poetic with the way he talks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was yeah, just yeah. like it's—I I really like it a lot. He, there's a line too where he says something. I don't remember exactly what he's describing. Maybe it's a meal he had or whatever, or something. And Briscoe's like, "Oh, you could sell that as a weight loss." Uh, tool. He's talking about and he's, gut and he, shot. And he, oh, he's, oh, he got gut shot. Yeah, like he's how like, he's yeah. explaining that he always survived. Yeah, yeah, because he got gut shot, he lived, but it's like he doesn't have an intestine now or whatever. Yeah, he has like less appetite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, he's like, oh, sounds like you can sell us a weight loss plan. And Pete's like, weight loss? Why would anyone ever want to lose weight? Like, yeah, it's 1800s. <laughs> you lose weight, you starve to death. It's <laughs> so funny. It's perfect. Um... Prisco and Dixie Cousins hook up in the fucking... Barn for a little bit. She loves Dick so much. She does. Like, I think her name is actually spelled D I C K S I E. Well, and when he shortens it, he calls her Dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's like, and it's like Dixie's not that long of a name, and he's like, hey, Dicks. Um, and she's so hard up for Dick, and I'm like, I get it. I love this like woman that's like, I'm gonna get. We're in the middle of a revolution. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna get this dick, and he's like, "Yo, the barn we're fucking yeah, in is on, on fire." fire. And she's yeah. like, "Shut up!" Oh, like, no, wait, <laughs> you, but the, the line is, he goes, "There's a fire," and she goes, "I know." <laughs> it's great. She's so good. Uh, one of the revolutionaries is a turncoat has fucking set them on fire. They eventually, he eventually fucking blows up. So, but Briscoe, like, there's like a Mexican standoff waiting for no pun intended uh, over this. Wagon full of uh, guns. There's the revolutionaries on one side, yeah. general people on the other. But the general people have enough people that they can come out and flank and outflank them, and they'll come around them and they're going to lose. So he's like, "You guys get out of here. I'll make sure he doesn't get his hands on those guns." Pulls out some more dynamite. He charges at the fucking wagon. dude. Loves dynamite. Love. This is like the fourth 
dynamite interaction, third dynamite interaction with Briscoe. They must have had like the props department made like a lot, and they were yeah, like, yeah, we yeah, only yeah, need yeah, two yeah. sticks, and they're like, oh, with that you said twenty two, yeah, because like, yeah, we've got a bunch, we've we got work, a lot of sticks. Can we work these in? <laughs> uh, he lights it, charges at the wagon. Meanwhile, the general sends the fucking turncoat revolutionary to like you make stop him. He throws the fucking dynamite into the wagon. The bad revolutionary guy then dies into the wagon after it, which seems like a horrible way to stop dynamite. I don't like if I saw him do that, I would just kept riding past and be like, "Sorry, I, I was too late." I apologize. I I do. Uh, he dies in, looks at it, goes, "Oh shit!" Blows up in the wagon with everybody else. Uh, um, also, that whole shootout. So there is that like whole they get shot at so much. Everybody in this gets shot at. Yeah, yeah. not. And I watched it. I watched it twice to make sure. Not a single person gets no one shot gets hit in the at any no, in the shootout. A, not a single person. Mm. There's so much gunfire. The only death happens when the guy gets blown up by yeah, dynamite. Yeah, 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 yeah. There is so and they're well, close. I, I, there's, to me, there's very little people. Like Briscoe's been shot and Pete's been shot. Well, I guess Pete's those four guys with Pete all got shot because they all shot each other. Yeah, but also that was very cartoonish and silly. There's very little, like, gunplay that results in anything, to the point where I think they were like, let's make this, like, kid-friendly. Sure, which is fair. Um, Sure. Uh, They tell him the fucking, uh, yeah, I wrote down here that nobody gets the broadside of a barn. Uh, They tell Briscoe that he's a hero of the revolution, because of course he is, because he's Briscoe County Jr., and uh, they go, (laughs) it's so over, like, so melodramatic, but he says, when we take over our, when we take our land back, we will name a section. We will name a section after you. We'll call it Briscoe County. <laughs> Good for you, sir. Like you really fucking delivered the shit out of that line. And it's a dumb line. It felt so good, too. I was like, great. Yeah. I'm glad. And Dixie's, like, staying with the revolution. Like, she's just, she doesn't leave with Briscoe, right? No, she's yeah. like, she she actually has, like, a part where she was like, you know, you have a moment in your life when you decide you want it to, like, mean, mean something. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, you go, girl. I hope you get a lot of revolutionary dick. Oh, she for certain is. Yeah. You think they're not going to fuck the blonde white woman that's fucking <laughs> hanging out in there? Well, I just, and I like and I hope and I hope that you don't stay with any of them. Mm. Like, I don't. Oh, she's definitely. Yeah, not. don't get booed up, Dixie. You, <laughs> you're, you're young. Yeah, you're it, ain't, it ain't cuffing season. You just get out there and get yours. <laughs> uh, I am very excited to continue watching this show. So excited! Uh, really fun. Uh, some of these shows we've done for this. Some shows I've done for this podcast can be a bit of a chore. These are a delight every time. Yeah, and it's so cool because I don't know this one as well. I knew it existed, and I'd seen an episode or two maybe. There are moments where I'm like, oh, I got like a flash of like, oh, I remember this scene, or I remember this bit. I remember like, oh, this character is whatever. But I remember very little of it. I watched it at the time, but it's, what, 10, 20 years ago, 24 years ago, right? Yeah, so uh, 1993, you can drink if you're 96. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, like, it's a long time ago. Uh, so, I do not remember it. So, it was a very, like, fresh for me, too. So, I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Very you, fun. You got anything you want to plug? Um, things coming up to plug. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I'm doing um, May 4th and May 6th at the New Movement. I'm doing a, a show about my Christian metal band that I was in. Uh, what age were you when you were in that band? 18 to 21. Ooh, that's about the right age for being a Christian metal band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying not to be gay. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, I, I had a lot of confusion. Sure. Um, but it's called This Is How uh, This Is How They Get You. 
Um, and uh, it's about that. And Vanessa Gonzalez is working on it, and Roxy Castillo is working on it with me, and like, uh, like, or like opening and hosting. Um, it's gonna be really dumb. A lot of weird pictures of a weird emo like white kid that has no problems making problems for himself. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, so that's the May fourth and sixth. Awesome. Uh, I am every Monday in April at Barracuda running a show called Heartthrob. The lineup is dope. The show's been fun. I'm not so one of those. Definitely come out to that. I am in Boon Tower Comedy Festival next weekend if you live in Austin. I don't know how you can afford a badge, but if you have one, you should come see my shows. They're super fun. Um, what else? Uh, the Sting returns first week in May. Uh, in May. I'm in Las Vegas for the Crapshoot Comedy Festival, May 18th through the 22nd. I'm headlining a week at Cap City, May the following week in May after that. Uh, whatever, just check my website. All my dates and shit will be on there. Uh, if you like the show, five-star review on iTunes, please. It means a lot. It helps us very much. Uh, tell your friends. We like getting new listeners. That helps, too. And we'll see you next week. <laughs>